Section 16 of the Curtis Aviation Book by Glenn Curtis and Augustus Post. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 4 The Real Future of the Aeroplane. Chapter 3 The Future of the Hydro. The most interesting type of flying machine for sport and pleasure is the hydro aeroplane, and this is undoubtedly the machine with the greatest possibilities for the future. Indeed, it opens up an entirely new reign of activity, as boundless as the ocean itself, and as various as the different bodies of water. Built along the lines of a motor-boat, with the addition of aeroplane surfaces or horizontal sails, this craft will be used for much the same purposes as motor-boats are now, but in ways immeasurably more varied and more effective. The boat portion will be made large and comfortable for pleasure trips, and will be a veritable sportsman's machine which can be run up to a dock where it can make an easy landing, and be tied up when not anchored out from shore. There will be a comfortable cabin, with cushioned seats for the navigators, and celluloid windows will be placed in the planes so that the view below will not be obstructed. It will be handled in heavy seas without difficulty. With such an air and water craft, you can go off hunting or fishing. You can shoot ducks, and you will not have to wait until Mr. Duck comes by, but you will be able to reverse the present custom and chase him in his native element, and overtake him, too, as you would a fox on horseback. By rising to a good height, you can see schools of fish, or good places on the bottom to cast your lines for fishing. Inland lakes will be just the place for the water machine, and even among the mountains the surface of lakes will offer ideal places for landing and starting, even where the shores are quite out of the question for safe flying ground. The construction of the hydro-aeroplane, while keeping on the same general lines of development, will adapt itself to the exigencies arising from its extended uses. The propeller, or propellers, will be protected from the flying spray which might break them, for small drops of water are like bullets out of a gun when hit by the rapidly revolving blades of the propeller, which travel so fast that water might just as well be solid matter as far as getting out of the way is concerned. Spray will chip pieces right out of a wooden propeller. Propeller blades are now covered with tin on the tips for use on the water, and even metal blades may be better in some respects for this purpose. The control and rudders are placed on the rear of the long light boat, which extends further to the rear to accommodate them. The radius of action in the hydro-aeroplane is now from 400 to 500 miles, for the machine can carry a barrel of gasoline, or 52 gallons, and as the engine uses about 7 gallons an hour, this would mean about 7 hours running at 50 miles an hour in still air, if the wind were blowing twenty-five miles an hour in the direction in which the machine was flying, it would add two hundred and fifty miles to the distance covered in ten hours. These machines can be equipped with more surface, and they can be specially built to carry as much as two barrels of fuel, which would enable them to fly nearly twelve hundred miles if the wind were steady. They can also fly in very high winds, up to almost one hundred miles an hour, which is the speed at which some of the higher air currents flow, as proved by the flight of balloons. 
this would of course tremendously increase the distance covered all this is possible today and it seems that the aeroplane has already done everything possible to be done on land blériot crossed the english channel chavez crossed the alps and rogers crossed the american continent passing over the rocky mountains and making four thousand miles in the air the only thing now left is to cross the ocean an attempt has been made to cross the atlantic in a dirigible balloon you all remember how walter wellman flew out over the ocean from atlantic city in one of the largest dirigible balloons ever constructed here the america he remained three days in the air and covered over twelve hundred miles even though his motors were running only a part of the time he was fortunate enough to be rescued and brought back to land by the steamer trent and nothing daunted his chief engineer melville vanneman constructed another large dirigible the akron on which he met such an untimely end another entrant in the world race to cross the ocean is dr gans who with the backing of the german government plans to start in his dirigible balloon the suchard from the island of tenerife one of the azores to attempt the crossing of the southern atlantic he will endeavor to be the columbus of the air and be wafted above the waves by the self-same winds which always blow in that part of the ocean to the west indies just as the first man to accomplish this passage was driven over the surface of the sea with his small ships such great enterprises bid fair to embolden aviators in their aeroplanes to try to win the laurels due to the first to be successful many aeronauts and aviators seem to be focusing their minds at the present moment on this great problem it seems always a condition necessary to precede the accomplishment of any great thing that popular thought should be centered upon it then someone rises to the occasion and the thing is done there is no doubt that such a flight is possible today just as the flight across the united states was possible even in the early stages of aviation for the machine and motor which actually accomplished this trip were almost the same as the very first models but it took the man to do it it will no doubt necessitate a double machine and will need two pilots one to relieve the other and possibly several engines to ensure against the stopping of the motor mr graham white has predicted that within twenty years we will be flying across the atlantic in fifteen hours upon a regular schedule between london and new york mr graham white once even went so far as to say that the ocean in a few years would only be used to bathe in but i think he might have added and to fish in and left us that consolation perhaps backed by government aid and with the cooperation of their naval vessels a chain of ships could be stretched across the ocean which would make it possible even now to fly with safety over the distance between nova scotia and ireland about two thousand miles already mr atwood who flew from st louis to new york and mr james v martin have seriously planned such a trip mr martin has submitted his plans to the royal aero club of england he proposes to keep in the track of steamers and endeavor to secure the most favorable wind conditions possible his machine is designed to have large floats and five powerful engines storms pass across the ocean with great rapidity 
and a fifty-mile-an-hour wind would so increase the speed of an aeroplane as materially to help it on its journey. The accomplishment of this great flight over the ocean will no doubt mean great things for the progress of the world, but it also will require further development along the lines of a flying boat, where a substantial vessel will be provided, able to stand rough sea, and yet able to rise and skim the surface of the water. Following up the success of my new hydro-aeroplane, I have taken great interest in the idea of a flight across the Atlantic Ocean by aeroplane. I consider the flight possible, and I am willing to undertake the construction of a machine for the purpose, provided any of the aviators now considering a flight wish me to do so. I am not prepared to give the details of such a machine as would be required to make the flight, but I simply express the opinion that the feat is possible, and that under certain conditions I will undertake to furnish the equipment. End of section 16. Recording by Maria Casper.